social salad family and friends of the family. I'm Megan. And I'm Sydney. And today we're going to talk to you about being productive. So Sydney and I sometimes work on very different schedules. Yes. <laughs> um, she is definitely an early bird no matter what. And I have been known to work many late nights. Yes. <laughs> so we thought it might be helpful if we offered up some tips I guess on how we are each kind of during are each productive during our respective quote unquote work hours. Yes, Um, we have some really good tips. Yes, I think we've got some really good tips. But before we get started, we wanted to bring up what everyone is talking about right now, which is Instagram getting rid of likes potentially. Sydney, what are your thoughts on this? So before we get into the details, I thought it would be good if we each gave our opinion. I actually think it's a really good thing. Um, a lot of people think, oh, my God, they're taking away our likes. But if you read about it, they're, one of the reasons that they're doing it is because people are basing their self-worth on the amount of likes that they get. And their content is becoming inauthentic. And I think that by Instagram doing this, they're kind of going to weed out all of the people who you know, aren't. I don't want to say not serious, but all the people who just, you know, are trying to be validated and, and it'll help with, it'll help brands get like legitimate brands get, uh, you know, partnerships or sponsorships or, or different deals. And because you'll be able to see the authentic, the authenticity within that brand, if that makes sense. So my opinion is I think it's a good thing for those people who are thinking oh my god what what my likes are gone I think it just shows it'll allow people to just be themselves and it'll also be good for mental health I think um that's definitely how they're promoting it that's the yeah that's how they're promoting it yeah but um I think the real reason behind it is money but obviously but 100 percent. that's what I was gonna say but I want to ask you real quick um do you know if the likes will still be there we just won't see them or if they're just getting like the like I can see my likes but I can't see your likes or if they're getting rid of them altogether. yeah so what from what I read so far it'll show like this person and others liked your posts and on your on the back end of your account you should be able to see your insights as you do now like how many people liked your your post but on the out like looking at other people's accounts you'll only be able to see this person and others liked your account your photo your your photo so I do think I mean I I don't even know what to say about that like that to me means nothing that to me means is essentially the same as them doing nothing because I still know that my likes were less than yesterday and a brand can still ask me for my likes. Right. Um, but you know, I really, I, I think what Instagram needs to do is get rid of it altogether. I think brands need to stop asking for likes and really giving likes should be neither here nor there. Really what they need to do and brands need to do is base all of their statistics off of, you know, website clicks and, Anything that means they take actual action for the brand, Mm -hmm. not just for the influencer. That's what they really need to be basing anything off of. Because I can get, if I have an account with, you know, 100,000 followers, but I bought most of those followers and a brand doesn't know, I can get a really great partnership with them and they're going to get nothing out of it because they think these fake likes that I bought mean something, but they don't. And that's a huge problem too. I think. And I think. Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons, though, that Instagram is kind of putting this out there to let brands know, hey, we're trying to put a stop to all these people buying fake likes. So you will know these are the metrics you really need to measure. The likes, some, you know, it's not something that's important. But what Instagram is not doing is going the extra step that they need to go, which is actually just getting rid of it altogether. I can see how, you know, I can see if my content is resonating with people by uh, the number of views. I mean, but then then it would really start to become like 
you would measure the analytics like you would measure the analytics of your blog. I mean, nobody likes blog posts anymore, right? Mm -hmm. So you measure it by page views. Um, And I think that's what you should be doing with um, Instagram as well. But of course, people, I'm sure, can create uh, bots or something to mimic that too. (laughs) I agree though. I think what you said is totally accurate because I feel like Instagram should be used to drive traffic to those other sources. And that's how you can tell if it's a quality influencer or a brand that, that could be worked with. I mean, so that you know that you're going to get results. I think that it's important for brands who want to work with influencers or brands who want to work with other brands, not just to see how many likes or comments someone has, but how many times people are clicking. Like you said, it's all about driving traffic and that's how Instagram should be used to drive traffic, not to, like they say, you know, validate your self-worth. And so I think so, take, you're right. Taking yeah. away likes doesn't do anything. You're, you're actually yeah. right. I just realized that when you said that, it really doesn't do anything. But, you know, I wonder if you, Instagram also has two other reasons for doing this. One would be, you know, I, I think they want us to know that the feed is out, right? They're not going to really put as much into your Instagram feed as they are into uh, your stories and IGTV. That's what they want you to promote. If you go to your explore page or your discover page, I don't know what it's even called. I always, (laughs) those terms between Instagram and Pinterest, man. Yeah. Okay. So, but if you go to that explore page, you will see that now like Every other big block that's a video is IGTV, if not every single block. They want you to click on that and they send you directly to someone's IGTV. They don't send you to someone's profile to watch it on their profile. They send you to their IGTV because that's where they want you to be going. So IGTV and stories is kind of where they want to push you. And I think they're just kind of deterring us more and more from the likes, right? So then we can measure via views since right now we can't really, I mean, I guess there's, yeah, we can measure by views on our profile, but not on an individual picture, correct? Yeah. And you you know, I think a big part of this, like I said before, when it comes down to money, obviously these decisions are made based on, I feel like they're based on money. And I think that, I, I think what Instagram is trying to do is just take away the more and more that people post pictures and buy followers and buy likes and do all of these things that are inauthentic, the less that brands will want to work with them. So that means, you know, the less paid, let there's, there will be less paid posts. There will be less, you know, less ways for Instagram to make money. So they need to avoid that altogether. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another aspect of it is figuring out, okay, how can we continue to make money? There's too many, there's, there's so many fake accounts on here that they kind of need to get rid of it and I feel like that's another big part of it like there's definitely many parts that you know that make up the reason why they're doing this but I think like money I think money is the driving factor self-worth is the the marketing the marketing (laughs) other (laughs) thought the other thought I had was okay like the Facebook company as a whole is trying to get people back onto using Facebook more than Instagram. So people who get on Instagram to use it as just like a sharing tool for their friends and family, they want to see those likes, right? They want to know that their family and their friends are actually seeing their photos. Right. So that is, that's kind of important to them. I think it's, it is important on like some sort of like, I don't know, level to feel like you're still connected with people that you are trying to keep in touch with. Mm -hmm. So when those people realize, oh, hey, I'm not getting likes on here, but if I start resharing and go back to Facebook, I'll start getting those likes again and I'll start to be able to um, reach people that I had connected with in the past that are my friends, that are my family. So in a way, this could vary. I mean, it's probably a slim slim chance but I don't know potentially drive traffic back to that pro uh back to that platform that's actually really interesting and I think you know we'll keep you guys updated as we find out more updates and as we do more research this is all just the beginning of it but I think something that's really important when it comes to um brand growth and social media is to make sure you're not just focused on one platform but you're kind of dipping into other platforms as well because You just never know what could happen. One day, Instagram, it could be gone. One day, they could take away likes like they just did it. Um, 
you know, make sure that and one day they can take away all of your followers. Exactly. And they, right. Exactly. And it happened. Do not rely on that. Yeah. I think that's like a big message. I think as you know, people in the marketing industry, I feel like it's really important to make sure that you are in as many places as possible and you can't do everything at once, but make sure you're putting in, you know, I would say, you know, 30% of your time into those other platforms that you don't really do. And the other 70% into the other platforms where you're seeing more success. So that means, you know, if you're focused on Facebook and Instagram, don't forget about Pinterest, LinkedIn, and Twitter, and make sure you're on there and make sure you're present and like schedule content because and YouTube, you just you never know which could be what changes could happen and which could be the next big thing. And you want to make sure that you're already on there and you're not having to make that adjustment when the time, if it, and ho- hopefully it won't, but if that time ever comes when Instagram's like, you know what, actually we're going to make this huge change and it changes everything. So I think the lesson is just to make sure that your set, your brand is set up in a way where if something happens, you already have multiple audiences. You have your website up. Everything's good to go. You have your email list. I think more yep. importantly, you start creating content that's going to help build your email list because these social media sites, they're not yours, but your email list is. And we've talked about that in other podcasts before. Exactly. But that's really important because then you can actually have your audience. And if something ever happens or if something crashes, you can send out an email to your audience and say, hey, this is where I am at now. And that's something to really consider. And I think a big learning lesson throughout this process. And again, We'll keep you updated on all the updates, anything new that's going on, what you guys need to do. But for now, take that into consideration. That's just my opinion. Um, I want to say, though, I, I agree with the mailing list. And I would say out of any platform, social platform that you use, the best way to gauge whether your following is authentic and whether or not they really do like what you're putting out there is if they sign up for your emailing list so true yeah because you're going to sign up for things that you actually want to you know when you want to hear when you want to hear from someone you're going to sign up when you actually like them you actually follow them you're going to sign you're going to sign up because you're going to want to hear more from them so yeah yeah I think, I think that that's I mean important to show to show for to sh- I can't even speak today to show to brands. If you're I looking think for partnerships. I, I completely agree. And I think it's so much more accurate than even views and like story views, because there are influencers that I will watch their stories every single day, but I never, ever, ever click on any of their links, no matter how much I like it. I don't ever click on it. And that tells that I guess the number of story views that they're sending to brands or that they think they have is actually could still be an inauthentic uh, view, right? Like I actually don't care. I don't care to help this influencer. I'm watching it, whatever. I'm bored. I'm kind of a passive audience. I'm not really that, that active audience that brands want. So I think really it's knowing which influencers have built up this list of followers through mail email that those followers genuinely want to hear from them, like in give them their private email, give them their information. They genuinely want to hear from these because they're giving value because those influencers are not just influencers. They're a brand and they're giving you something that you're not receiving in other places. Didn't you read, uh, this is getting really long, so we're probably going to wrap up in a second, but I do want to say, didn't you read someone, uh, something somewhere where they said influencers are pretending to be businesses? No. Oh, yes. We, yes, we just talked about that today where it was saying, yeah, it basically said that influencers are, are not businesses. So we're giving them an opportunity to be businesses by creating the creative profile or creator profile instead of the business profile. And then I was like, but there are influencers that I think I, I hate the word influencer because I think it's it's just so overused. But if you are a person who has a following and you have a purpose and you're selling something or you're creating something and you have it, like you said before, an LLC or you have you're making money, you are a business. If you're making money, you're a business. If you're just out there just doing whatever and trying to, you know, post modeling pictures and get something out. I mean, then you're I don't know what you're doing. Then you're creator profile I, I would think. you're trying to be a model but that yes. comment 
that comment that you said it or that you read to me reminded me of when like when people would say that like cheerleading isn't a sport (laughs) yes being an influencer isn't a business well if you're Um, making money if you are making money you are a business I mean you have to pay the taxes for it you have to pay the taxes so you're a business just like (laughs) yeah just like any other business you're just doing it on your own terms um, you're just an independent sales. You're an independent salesperson. Yeah, that's, that sounds nice. <laughs> okay. We need a new word for influencer. Um, I don't, I don't mind the word influencer. I do think it's um a very egotistical word. I like ISP, ind- independent salesperson, and ISP. It sounds like professional. It sounds like a a title. I, I'm an ISP. <laughs> <laughs> On Instagram. Uh, okay, so. Sydney, do you want to get started um, telling everyone about your, uh, is it, I'm I'm sorry, telling everyone about how you stay productive? I forgot what we were talking about. (laughs) Yeah, so if you don't know me by now, I'm a huge morning person. I love the mornings. I get the most done in the mornings. I'm the most productive in the mornings. Um, And what I've done is I've put routines in place so that I can be productive. So I'm going to share a few tips with you today that I hope you find valuable because I've asked a few times in our group um, about the mornings and when people prefer to work. And a lot of people, a majority of you guys are not morning people. And so I figured if you could, you know, have a few handy tips, then it might help you. So tip number one, the first thing I do when I wake up, unless it's a really, really busy week, I take time for myself. So I have a routine in place. So, you know, I'll wake up, I'll take my vitamins, I'll drink water, um, I'll either journal or meditate, I'll go and I'll walk for a little bit to clear my mind while I'm walking, I'll listen to a podcast and something educational, um, so that it kind of gets me motivated. And there are weeks where I'm just busy, or it's just an off week where I don't do this, but I really do try to do this. Um, and that's the first thing I do when I wake up. I just take time for myself so that I can make sure that I'm in the right headspace to be able to take on the day. And I do this very early so that, you know, I don't do this at 10 o'clock in the morning. I, I do this at like a, like way before that. You, you guys, she gets up at like 4 a.m. I, and, and the truth is that I, ha- I haven't been recently, but I do prefer to wake up. But I, <gasps> Who are you? I know what? there, there are weeks where I'm telling you, because I feel like I have to say this because so many people think, oh, my God, I can't keep up with this. Or how do you do it? You know, or, or, you know, I I try to take away the pressure because honestly, you can't always do the same thing every day. But for the most part, I try to stick to waking up super early um, and having that time for myself, whatever it is, even if even if some days it's just 20 minutes, it just puts you in a different headspace and it allows you to be more productive. Whereas if you wake up and you start checking your emails and you're on social media, you kind of start your day feeling like crap whereas if you start it taking time for yourself you feel more inspired so when you're feeling more inspired you're going to be more productive that's so funny and I think that's really a big difference between you and I because I (laughs) I am the opposite of you I would feel less productive if I didn't start working but um, as long as you are still getting everything done that needs to get done who cares what routine you do it in yeah but that's a really good point you make I sometimes you're not gonna get up at 4 a.m but I feel like that's like hardly ever for you (laughs) I love I love waking up early but the truth is that when it comes to being hard on yourself and the reason I'm bringing this up and I do have a pretty strict routine um I will say that but like the days that I don't do it being hard on myself because I'm not doing it doesn't help the situation yeah, um, totally. it actually makes it worse. So uh-huh. and it also takes the pleasure out of having that time for myself in the morning because I do enjoy it. And it's a great way to start the day because it really motivates me. And I notice the days that I have my little routine, um, I get way more work done because I'm feeling inspired. And on the days when I don't have my routine in place and, and I'm harder on myself, I end up getting feeling more discouraged. And I don't get as much done so you really have to think about it like that and and again I'm bringing up you know not being hard on yourself because so many people are so hard on themselves and I used to be like that too and it just doesn't get you anywhere so tip number one is to take some time for yourself in the morning and I actually so I, I read a lot I listen to a lot of podcasts 
And a lot of some the most successful people in the world have a strict morning routine where they take time for themselves. They probably do it every day. <laughs> um, I'm not that good yet. But uh, it and I can understand that, Sydney, because a lot of those people who are really successful, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but most of them are older and they probably have families. That too. Yeah. And the, but the reason that they say that they have these routines in place is really to make sure that they're in the right headspace because they're going to have to make a lot of decisions throughout the day. So if yeah. they can set themselves, if they take care of themselves, they can take care of others. And that's but, the idea. But I think I, what I'm saying is, they have to like it's really good that they recognize that in themselves and that's probably one reason that they're so successful is because they can recognize those things because once the day gets started and work gets going and then you're with your family in the evening there's literally no other time that you can take time for yourself so I completely agree. It is so important. It's it's important to be aware. So like I said, with my morning routine, one of the things that I like to do is journal. And when I journal, like people ask me, well, what do you write about? Well, I just write, I write three pages and I just write whatever comes to my mind and I get it all out. And it helps me not only to be aware, it helps me to be mindful. It helps me to decrease my stress. It helps me to get motivated for the day. And it helps, I sometimes have like realizations when I'm writing, like, oh my God, I should have thought of this before. I didn't realize this. And I think like, uh I'm sorry to interrupt because I'm thinking if I did this, I would have nothing to write about. Like, right. like, I don't think about anything. What do you write? Do you write about work or do you write about other things? Okay, so you, a lot of people say that too. I actually uh, I talked to someone about that. And, you know, I think that you just write whatever comes to your mind. It could be like nonsense. It could be something that doesn't make sense. It could be like, like you know, oh, I have this going on today and that going on today. And then more things will come up. Or it could be like, oh, I'm really stressed about this situation. Or it could be, you know, things you're looking forward to. It could be literally anything because I think people who aren't used to journaling, they don't really, they, they don't realize, you know, that it doesn't have to be like, it doesn't have to be complaining. It could just be getting anything that's in your mind that you just getting it on paper. It just helps. It's like a form of meditation to me. And you just write whatever comes to your mind, any, anything. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So that, so yes, going back to what you said about being aware, that's really important. So yeah. So the whole morning routine is all about being aware, taking time for yourself so that you can make better decisions throughout the day and um, just get inspired. So I like to get inspired. So that's my first tip. My second tip to being productive in the morning is my to-do list. So I have a to-do list like most people do. But I do my to-do list every night instead of in the morning so that when I wake up, I already have it done. Now, yep, you got to do that. Yeah, instead of having, I do have 100 things on my to-do list. But what I like to do is I like to pick between five to seven of my top priorities that I'm going to tackle that day. And I take one thing at a time. And I don't, and I don't stop until I finish that task. I don't move on to the next task. And that way I've noticed I actually get more done in the day than if I'm jumping from thing to thing to thing. There are days when I do have to jump around because I have so much going on and that's okay. But for the most part, what I try to do is pick those like five to seven tasks and I just take one at a time and I'm really, really efficient and productive that way. Um, And if I don't finish all of those within the day, I move it over to the next day and it's that next one on the list is priority number one. And then I keep moving down uh, my to-do list until it's all done. So that's my second tip. I think there's, I, I actually heard that on a podcast about, I don't know, like eight months ago, and I decided to implement it for myself. And it has made a huge difference because I used to work and I'll, I'll be in the middle of working on something and then I'll come back to it and then I'll work on it again and come, and it just takes much longer. So that's always like, that's always my intention, but you know, I do think it's, it's very easy to get, and maybe this is one of the reasons I do work better at night because I can focus on one thing at night. Whereas during the day, I feel like there's always emails coming in or always getting phone calls, or maybe I have, you know, my daughter and I'm always getting distracted. So I can't take the time to focus on one thing and finish. But I think that's a really good tip that you uh, just said, both for if you work in the morning and if you work at night, like that's, what's going to get stuff done is 
focus on one thing and get like just complete it just do it <laughs> yeah if you if you really want to be more productive don't be all over the place take one task at a time and it that that strategy has actually been proven to be very successful I've done research on it and I forget the name I think it's called the Ivy Lee method and it is really and well now I call it the Sydney method but it's really not my method and I I find it to be very very helpful and if you find that you have too much going on in the morning or you don't like to wake up early, you have to stop telling yourself that. If you want to be more productive in the morning, then you are going to have to put in the effort. So let's say you have a lot going on, you know, take a couple of days out of the week. And if you're used to waking up at seven, wake up at five. You have two extra hours then to get stuff done. Is it going to suck at first? Yeah. But if you want to be more productive in the morning because you have other things going on, then you have to find a way. And there are literally no excuses. That's kind of what you have to do. And um, taking time for yourself and then being productive by having this to-do list of your five top priorities, that's something else that's really, really important. Um, My third tip for being more productive in the morning is to have a nighttime routine. So Mm -hmm. I I have lots of tips for being productive in the morning because I am productive in the morning, but I think a nighttime routine will set you up for, it's more important than your morning routine. And if you follow my blog, which is completely free, it's all about self-care. I talk about how your nighttime routine is more important than your morning routine because at night, you're kind of setting yourself up for the next day. So let's say you just, you know, you had a long, really stressful day and you get in bed and you just go to sleep. You're going to wake up in the morning, probably less hydrated. You know, you're going to, you're going to wake up. You might not have a good night's sleep. you might wake up, you know, more tired. You might wake up feeling, you know, unproductive. However, if you go to, if before you put this nighttime routine in place and you, you know, drink a couple glasses of water, but like simple, I'm talking simple things like drink a couple glasses of water before bed, yep. write your to-do list before bed, um, journal uh, before bed, meditate for three minutes before bed, um, watch and listen to an inspirational podcast while you're brushing your teeth and, and showering, um, wash your face. I, I don't know, like simple things. Those are just things that I do. When I do those things, I wake up hydrated, which gives me energy. Um, I wake up motivated. I wake up less overwhelmed and that's something that's really important because when I wake up feeling overwhelmed, I don't want to do anything. And therefore it puts off my entire day because I'm less productive. So put a nighttime routine in place. Your, your self-care routine in the morning is just as important as your self-care routine at night. So hi, my, my tips for that are to make sure you're super hydrated before you go to bed, you'll wake up with more energy. Um, and you know, do your to-do list, do, do the little things that when you wake up, you don't feel like doing, just do it before you go to sleep, have your clothes out for the, for the day. So let's say, you know, for me, I like to go and I like to walk in the morning before I start my day. Sometimes when I'm walking, like I said, I'll listen to my podcast or I'll reply to emails. Um, but listen to a podcast. I forgot what my, what I was saying before that, but, um, yeah, drink water to hydrate yourself. Uh, your get prepared list. for the, Be get, prepared. do the little things. Yes. Do the little things. Do Take- the little things before. Like I have gotten uh, into the habit whenever I work out in the morning, if I'm doing it from home, I will sleep in my workout clothes. Oh, I've done that too. It makes it easier. Or when you're going to the airport too. I'm dressed. I might as well just go work out and get up. I do that before Um, I travel. If I have really early flights, I'll wear what I'm wearing to the airport to bed, which are usually workout clothes. Do you know what? I think, uh, I think I've done that too. It's great. Definitely. It's just, it's like one workout clothes is what I wear. I think those, those people who get dressed up for flights, man, you are crazy. I, I, yeah, no, I just, I just go comfortably. (laughs) I was, I go comfortably. Um, this is a funny story. I was talking to someone and I cannot remember what account it was. Oh, I think it was, I think it was Lauren McBride. Um, but she, is she's an influencer she's like a mommy style influencer but she was saying that she has no idea how people how like those influencers can like look so perfect and go to the airport and then have their picture taken like standing outside the airport with their you know suitcase or whatever she goes who do they get to take their picture who takes their picture and so she asked a whole bunch of her other influencer friends and they're like seriously the uber driver yes i know i i i feel like that's what they do they ask anyone because i know people who who do that and they will ask anyone i'm gonna to start doing picture. that i'm gonna start just like when i don't have someone to take my picture and i'm out and about and i'm like i look cute i'm driver. just gonna be like 
take my picture. You. There are people. There are people who do like, that. But now that. it's so common. Like there was, we were at a bachelorette party and uh, we had some random girl take our picture who also thought she knew me at first. It was really awkward because we were like, hey, and I thought I knew her too. It was the weirdest thing. But anyway, um, she was like, but she knows. She's like, nope, your angle is better this way. I know how to do this. You know, it's for Instagram. Like she knew. And if someone asked me to take their picture, I would do the same thing. Because I know where this is going and what your intended purpose is. Like, it's that's so just the true. way We're it is in now. such a warped world. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It's crazy. Um, back to, uh, back to. Morning uh, routine. The topic. So, Sydney, I think that's. Uh, so, Sydney and I did not really discuss this before we no. wrote this. But I do think um, it's interesting because both you and I have very similar morning and evening routines yeah and it's and because it can apply to both because I think your morning your self-care routine in the morning and night it's so important because when you take care of yourself you're more likely to be like I said a couple of times already inspired and, and motivated and you're just going to feel better when you take care of yourself so that's why so when it comes to being productive a lot of times you know, everyone's looking for a hack. How do you, how do you do things, you know, quicker? How do you wake up in the morning? Well, one like habit, but two, taking care of yourself, because when you take care of yourself, you're taking care of your mind and your mind is going to make better decisions if it's well taken care of and it's going to be able to help people. So if you don't take care of yourself and if you're just working to, you know, killing yourself working, which I do work a lot where I feel like I'm killing myself at the same time I do make time for self-care because I am more productive that way that is a a productivity hack if you want to wake up with more energy if you're not a morning person stay hydrated the night before Uh, the other thing I wanted to say was um, when it comes to decisions something that I really try to do is minimize the decisions that I have to make in the morning so like I said and I'm real. I'm actually, sometimes I forget to do this, but I'll take out my clothes um, for, that I'm going to go for a walk in, or I'll have wear the same pajamas. I have probably multiple or like similar each night, or I'll, you know, just, I minimize decision-making in the morning. Like I'll have the same breakfast. I'll, everything's kind of the same. So I don't really have to think about it for the most part. And that way I can just be quick and then focus on other things. Yep. That is very smart. So there are like 10, 10 little hacks in there. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So I guess we can stick to routine because that was going to be one of my tips for being productive in the evening. Which I struggle um, with I, very, I, I, I cannot work at night. I, I really well, have a hard time. I, I, to be honest, um, well, two things. One, Sydney, I don't think you can work at night because you just get up so early. <laughs> I'm just dead at night. At night, I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. I can't think straight. My mind just like, goes, like, goes like a crazy person in the morning. But, like, even if you got up at 8 a.m., you could function like a normal person at night. <laughs> I don't know about that because the thing is, like, I'm so, I have so much to do and I'm going, going, going. And, like, it's, like, nonstop that, like, by, like, 5 or 6 o'clock, I'm, like, Oh my God, I can't do it anymore. I'm dead, but I do. But I mean, you know, I mean, it's five o'clock here now when we're recording a podcast, but it's just, it's, I'm just not a nighttime person. I will say you do seem to have a little bit more energy today than I've noticed you have at five. That's true. <laughs> In the past. I, um, Cause I knew the yeah. podcast was coming. <laughs> um, but yeah, I completely agree that you have to have routines. I think you should have a set morning routine. 100% agree with you, Sydney, that, you know, you minimize the number of choices you need to make in the morning. Um, so with that said, if you're working at night, how do you create, like, how do you minimize the number of choices? How do you have a good evening routine for the morning? <laughs> um, most of us who work in the evening do it because, well, me, for example, I do it because I have a family. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I'm, I have to spend time with my daughter when she's not <laughs> at school. Um, but a lot of, you know, and I know a lot of people will do it because maybe they're just not morning people and that's perfectly fine. You do not have to be a morning person. No, you don't. Okay. Um, but, uh, there are those of us who, you know, we do have to get up in the morning and our time is allocated to other things. And there are also those of us who work one job and then you know some of you have like a little side hustle and so that's what you take your time to focus on in the evenings and so this is just kind of meant to help you guys out a little bit but um take some time I call this like have an after dinner routine so you know 
you clean up your dinner, you get the kids ready for bed, and then do everything you would do before bed. Like pretend like you're getting ready for bed, everything. And I would even, I say brush your teeth even, which will help go to step number two. But but like, Me- Megan, you have a thing with brushing bed. your teeth. Megan will like before meetings, before calls, she'll be like, I have to brush my teeth before we get on a call. And I'm like, this will be in the morning. And I'll be like, but we're, you know, it's like, it's, I don't know, like just we're on a call. Know, She's like, she has this thing I where she has obsessed. to brush her teeth. I, that's like one of the things I don't say I'm obsessed with many things, but oral hygiene is so important to me. Like me uh, we just took Maddie to the dentist too. And she was like, Oh my God, she, I can tell that you guys are really good at flossing because her gums don't bleed at all. And I was like, like to me, that was like one of the biggest compliments that anyone <laughs> could give me as a mother. <laughs> um, but hilarious. yeah, so <laughs> do everything that you would need to do to get ready for the morning. So you can also have an easy morning. Do that early before you start working. Don't try and work super late and then before you go to bed, like like crash before bed and then throw off your entire morning routine. Don't do that. That's a good point. Have an after dinner routine. I and you'll I probably think feel wanna... better. Like if you get ready for bed and you do your nighttime routine and then you start working, you'll probably feel more, you'll like be checking off all these things that you needed to do and you did your nighttime routine. So you'll wake up kind of feeling like, oh, I'm so glad I did that last night. So it's almost yeah. like a mental thing too. Yeah, it, you know, I totally agree. And I think that's why people like you and I kind of work the way we do because it's like we have this like mental high from it. Like I think you really, really like the feeling of getting up super early and just like just that idea of like because you say it all the time, checking it off my list, yeah. like, checking it off my list. Like I think it's, like it's one of psycho. those things that we just – yeah, I one love of the things that makes us feel good. You know what I learned this? Okay, so one of my first jobs when I moved down to Miami Beach, the manager would like stay super late at the office because he had to get done all – and he was super OCD, but he had to get done all the tasks on his to-do list for the day so that he could go home with a clear mind. And I was like, well, that's genius. So I work like a crazy person in the morning so that my night at, at night when I know I'm like not a nighttime person, I could be like, oh, I feel so accomplished. I got all this stuff done. I think that's where it yeah. comes from. Yeah. Um. So one of the other things that you can do that, or I wouldn't say you can do, but you should do is uh, and I would say this should be part of your daytime routine. I don't really know. Um, so like me, if I'm working during the day before I wrap up for the evening, I usually have like a hard stop at 530 or six for dinner time. you know, like have your hard stop. But um, before I do that, I always make sure that if there's anything that I'm going to need for the evening ahead, or if I know I'm going to work late tomorrow, I make sure that any correspondence that I need done is done. So if I'm going to need to hear back from, you know, a lead or a client or Sydney or someone, I make sure to give them plenty of time in advance to get me everything that they need to get me or that they have to get me in order for me to uh, get everything done the night that I'm working. So don't expect to have to email everyone in the middle of the night and expect them to respond Mm -hmm. or stop your productivity because oh shoot I don't have this email that I needed or this response that I needed from you know this client so make sure you get all of your take the time to get all of your responses or all of your correspondence done give them time to get everything back to you so this means that if you're going to work in the evening, you really do have to plan ahead a little bit with that because people aren't awake, aren't going to be awake with you. Not a lot of people work in the evening, or a lot of people do, but most people that you probably will be working with work during the day. How do you stay awake um, and motivated at what? night? How do you stay awake and okay. motivated at night? So that is my second thing. Okay. Um, this is uh, my tip number two, which is like, I'm going to say be healthy. <laughs> So you, and I, you have to, have to, have to eat dinner, make sure that it is a good dinner, you know, make sure that it's something that's not going to make you feel tired, no heavy food that, you know, like no Thanksgiving turkey dinner with tryptophan or whatever, (laughs) isn't it, right? Yeah. So um, an energizing, healthy meal for dinner is a really good one. If you're going to snack in the evening, I say brush your teeth before and don't (laughs) snack at night. Like make sure you eat enough during the day that you're not starving at midnight Um, because that is pretty unhealthy too. So if you do need to snack at night, make sure it's like healthy snacks that are going to give you energy, Um, you know, fruit or 
uh, anything that is not just really, really high in sugar, even vegetables, light things. Um, although I will, I have been known to eat a bowl of cereal. <laughs> um, that's always my go-to snack is a bowl of cereal. That's like but my dad. You cereal, <laughs> but you just eat one bowl of cereal and you don't have to worry about eating another snack. Like, wait, wait, that's one bowl, one bowl. That's the problem with cereal. That's why I try to avoid it because you can't just have one bowl because okay, it's so, so good. You got to keep pouring it and pouring it and pouring it. Yes. That's why I go through. Um, so I will go through two and a half boxes of honey nut medley crunch Cheerios a week oh my god because <laughs> I do I snack at night too so that's what I do for a snack because it fills you up faster than eating like a whole cake or something you know because what? I would also do that they but... say that snacking while you're working actually helps make you more productive it also can definitely lead to weight gain but it can also <laughs> make you more productive I do agree with that um when you are distracted because you're hungry you or because when you're hungry you get distracted a lot easier you work slower 100% if you need to snack during work do it but make sure it's a healthy snack especially at night the next one I have with being healthy is going to a lot of people are going to not like this but you really should consider cutting back on the caffeine so I a couple years ago um I want to say, actually, this is more than a couple of years ago. How has it been like eight years ago? <laughs> there, there was a, about eight years ago, there was a three-year period in my life where I stopped all caffeine altogether. And those were like the most wide awake, productive days that I've ever had. I would, you know, you don't struggle getting up in the morning. You ha- are completely okay with going to bed at like a normal time at night. But if you're going to drink caffeine, make sure that you do it. Um, make sure you do it early in the day. You know, don't have caffeine past uh, past noon. I would say caffeine can stay in your system for six to eight hours. So if you have you know your last cup of coffee at noon, by six o'clock you're going to have a crash, and it's going to be a lot more difficult for you to get into uh, the mindset to be productive in the evening. Um, Also, a lot of people will drink a cup of coffee when they're working late at night, but that is also really bad. So another, um, one of my other tips, these kind of go hand in hand, is that when you're working, you need to make sure that you get, when you're working late, make sure that prior to you've gotten plenty of sleep, um, but also that you don't get too much sleep. So if you're having a cup of coffee, say at 2 p.m. and you want to wrap up and get some sleep before you wake up in the morning, that cup of coffee or 2 a.m. I'm sorry, that cup of coffee is going to keep you up. You're not going to be able to fall asleep. So you're not going to get a good night's sleep, even if it's a little nap. (laughs) And it's going to throw you your your sleep cycle off even more than you are. So just try cutting back on the coffee if being a nighttime worker is something that you plan on doing. I feel like coffee is actually counterproductive and I know that a lot of people like it, but it makes you crash and you also become dependent. I mean, and you rely on coffee. So if you wake up and you're telling yourself constantly, like, I'm not a morning person. I need my coffee. I need my coffee. Like, like you said, when you took that three year break, you were, you were waking up, you were were relying on yourself. (laughs) It sounds like everybody should be doing um, the Spanish diet. And I say that because my boyfriend's family is from Spain. And so <laughs> they have a large lunch and then they don't really have a big dinner. And then they take, they take siestas. And I feel like they're probably more productive in the evening. Like you have a big lunch, you take your nap, you're well rested, you get up, you, you eat healthy, you eat, you know, a little bit um, for dinner. And then you just, you're more energized and they're late night people. And I feel like they, they, uh, they, stay up until like who knows what hour and I feel like that's probably like the lifestyle of a a nighttime worker that's like the healthy lifestyle it should be (laughs) that that sounds like a really good life in general actually yeah (laughs) it does you work at night yeah I didn't even consider I don't nap and so I didn't even consider um that as a tip and I honestly wouldn't I depending on how you nap if you're a good napper and you can wake up energized great do it but if you're one of those people who takes a nap and then you're even more tired after don't do it because it's going to just make it 
more difficult for you to um, get your work done. Okay. I'm not, a so, night, I'm going to one, I want to say one thing about that though, because I'm not a nighttime worker, obviously. However, recently I've started napping here and there and you can only take no longer than like a 20 minute nap. Otherwise you're oh, going yeah. to end up more tired. And when I nap in the afternoon, because I'm drained from all my work in the morning, I'm like, get this like spark of motivation in the afternoon. And I just knock out like a few more tasks. I will say that like 15 to 20 minute cat nap, when I would go into the office and then I would work out at the gym after work, I would sleep in my car because I was so exhausted <laughs> after work. I would pull into the parking lot and sleep in my car for 15 minutes. I'd set my alarm before my workout. And I always felt like my workouts were so much better just because I got that. I don't know what it is. The cat nap, I do think I agree with you. It's a really good thing. Yeah. Um, but I know this is getting long. So let me wrap these up real quick. Okay. Um, so the other uh, two things with um, eating or with being healthy in general, definitely take the time to work out. Um, no matter what, don't make, don't make your schedule, your hectic schedule, an excuse to not work out. Now, I will say that there are times when, yes, you do need to sacrifice, say, a workout to get stuff done. But right. don't make that your um, don't make that your every day because, yeah. as I have found, <laughs> it will lead to health problems. Um, so another thing, make sure that day that you're going to be working late or if you do in general, avoid the sugar and the carbs. Those just make you tired. They cause a crash. And don't whine and work. I was trying to be clever. Like, don't drink and drive. I love the um, wine and work, though. It brings yeah. out, like, my well, motivation. So as as a writer, like, as a creative person, when I'm, like, writing for myself, 100% have a glass or two or bottle of wine. And <laughs> I, feel <bottle>. like, <laughs> I feel like my creativity is, like, I love whenever – I have some wine and I write. That's usually some of the favorite stuff that I write. Yeah. But if I'm like working for a client, wine makes me really tired and I can't. Yeah, that makes I sense. I can't power through. I can't do my best work. So just avoid any alcohol um, at night as well. Fun fact. Come- Wait, fun- yeah. I know this is getting long, but I feel like this is a fun fact. Um, when I drink wine, it motivates me to work out and I end up going to the gym and getting in like a really good workout. While, oh my God. while I've had a couple glasses of wine. Sleep. I don't get it. it you, that is crazy. It, okay, but now – You sound point, like an alcoholic. I do. I do. But a healthy one. <laughs> I sound like a healthy one. Because it's only <laughs> – during the day, it, this only happens – not at night. So during the day, like, I don't really drink wine during the day. But when I'm with my mom and I know – She's she, drunk right now. And I know my mom's going to be <laughs> listening to this. So, mom, I'm just giving you a head up – giving you a heads up. Wow, I can't even talk. Maybe I am drunk. Um, <laughs> when I go home to visit my mom or my mom comes here, we always are like, okay, let's just have a glass of wine. But when I drink that wine during the day, I'm like, let's go work out. Let's go for a run. And there are times when I've been home in Chicago and we've had wine and I'm like, I got to go for a run. And she's like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah. And it just like, I get a really good workout. That's crazy. So, uh, yeah, but I would say don't drink if you're going to stay up late. If if out if you're like Sydney, maybe do it. But maybe. if you if alcohol puts you to sleep or makes you tired, don't. Also because your work might come up might not be very good. However, if you're a blogger you and you're trying to be authentic, you might get more authentic content from having a glass of wine. But we do not encourage but, it. But keep it authentic and then like run it through Grammarly or something right. before you post the next day. And we are not um, encouraging you to drink wine and work. We're just saying the facts. Okay, I have four <laughs> really quick one-off tips that I wanted to say because I think they're important for productivity in general. Okay. But um, really for at night because I think at nighttime when you're everyone else is sleeping and you're kind of by yourself, this tends to happen. Keep the TV off. Don't turn it on. Don't, you know, have – Netflix on or Desperate Housewives season one through six or whatever on in the background. Like, keep is that what the you TV do? Off. No, I <laughs> work in my study. I don't have a TV in here. I focus. I never, ever have sound when I work. I hate it. That's the same. Um, same. But um, uh, the other one is don't work in your bedroom, especially your bed. Uh, studies have shown that you people who work in their bedroom get a worse night's sleep because you start to associate your bedroom with like the stress of working. And so it's not a relaxing environment for you anymore. So find a different space where you can be productive and just, just don't be in your bedroom. Um, and then 
stay off of social media and avoid mm-hmm. clickbait because mm-hmm. I know that like, you know, you'll be scrolling through Facebook or even, you know, even um, my like news sites that pop up on my phone in the first little screen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like once I click on one, I'm clicking through all of them. So even avoid that, just, just make sure that you focus. So essentially the, the one thing that this comes down to is like you said, don't multitask. So the other, close all your tabs on your computer, focus on one thing. Don't have a million tabs running because Sydney, your computer may crash. Um, (laughs) My computer crashed the other day, guys. I lost literally everything. (laughs) <laughs> but we're moving on and we're being positive about it. And I haven't had about uh, that. Yes, it was a great learning experience for all of our followers. Yes, I've saved um, all of my work from that day on. Everything yes. I've done, which was yes. Back yesterday. it up. Yep. Do it to the cloud. Do it to wherever. <sighs> um, but yes. Yeah, make sure you close your tabs because that's also going to make your computer run faster, um, which will make, sh- make all of your work get done all that much faster. So uh, those were all the tips I have. I think both of our tips really um, are good for whether you work in the morning or if you work at night. Um, I think they're good for your productivity on both accounts. Um, I think you had some really good points though for like, because I don't, I have a hard time working at night, but you know, things that I know, but I just needed that reminder, like, you know, avoid sugar and caffeine. Obviously that makes you crash. We talked about napping, you know, sometimes just resting your eyes for a minute. That's really important exercise. We get so caught up in work. You know, we forget to take care of our mental health. Um, you know, mm-hmm. having that stopping point for dinner and then going back to it, you know, having a nighttime routine, doing it and then working in a different place. That's not your bedroom. Those are really great, easy tips that anyone can implement. And like, I'm, yeah. I'm going to try to do that too, because it just changes your perspective. And I feel like it's going to be very beneficial for a lot of people who don't enjoy working at night, which I feel like there's most people do. And I feel like it's really just me. I, I really just struggle. At night. No, I think most people, I don't know. It, I think it, you, we, we live in probably very different like environments. So like yeah. everyone in, in, in my surrounding area is asleep. Like my neighborhood shuts down at like nine o'clock. So well, I live in Miami beach, so it, it just starts right. at nine so o'clock. You, yeah. feel, you feel like the, the odd one out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, uh, I, uh, I don't know what I think, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, guys, this is another reason why you need to make sure you get your sleep because you start to think like I do. Yes, yeah, self-care <laughs> is very important thing. because self-care all in all, I think what this comes down to will help you to be more productive by forgetting about your work for a few minutes, taking time for yourself. You'll end up feeling more inspired. You know, you take if you feel good, you do good. I think that's really the message. Oh, here. I like that. Yeah, yeah I like that. that's the message. Um, okay, so we are going to um, put this on in our Facebook group. So if you have any questions or comments about how we're productive or how you stay productive in the morning or evening, um, how you get up early, how you stay up late, please make sure to go to our Facebook group and comment on the post um, about the podcast. You do need to be a member of our group to do so. But feel free to join because we would love to have you as a member of our social salad family or part of our social salad family. (laughs) That's how it goes. I used to have it written down, but I don't anymore. We're experts Um, now. Yeah, we're we're (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.